Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. We're really glad that you're in our draft, and this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. I'm David Hockney, and yes, the the White Rabbit teases keep coming and coming, and a certain someone might be making an appearance uh, tonight, actually, because tonight is Extreme Rules. Uh, but before we get into that, we've got a lot of draft coverage for you. Uh, if you've listened to the show before, make sure you subscribe to us on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, all good Android podcasting sites. Be sure to follow us on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Suplex Retweet. Join in on the community page. Let us know if you think a certain white rabbit's going to be uh, making a big impact tonight at Extreme Rules. But like I said, this that's for later in the show. We've got some stats to cover here. And who better to join me than the fully-fledged fourth member of the bloodline, the honorary oos that is Ryan Dalgleish. Ryan, how are you? I am broke, David. Uh, David, I have had a shower, a shat, and a shave, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> Perfect. The the three most important things to start off the day, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Good show. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's not waste any time. Let's go straight into the top three. Uh, coming in at third place with 12 points this week is Pac, the double champion, AEW's first double champion, uh, defending the AEW trios and the All-Atlantic Championship back-to-back uh, this week alone. So scoring 12 points and I, Ryan, after today, I had doubts about Pac being a, a good choice, but he certainly proved a lot of people wrong. You know, he's scored 12 points this week. He's, he's got 38 points overall, second in the top five newcomers. I mean, I think, would you safe to say that Pac's overperformed this season? I wouldn't say so much overperformed. I just think with getting the trios uh, tag belt as well, it's changed a lot. I think we've been very sceptical of, was it Ross that chose Pac, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's um, Ross's choice because we didn't think it defended much on television. But now that he's the trios as well, that's that's double the opportunity for championship points. So it's working out well for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, you know, it's, there was a bit of confusion around the Atlantic Championship itself because, it, you know, maybe this was an extension for AEW to defend in other companies. But if it's solely getting defended on AEW TV and, as you said, you know, the the added addition that he's the trios champion with Death Triangle. I mean, it just, um, it's easy points for Ross at this stage, especially if Pat's going to be defending them both regularly on AEW TV. And it certainly helped him in the overall rankings, which we'll also get to. Oh, definitely, definitely. Mm. But once again, taking the, the top two spots this week, it's a tie for first place. 13 points apiece goes to the women's tag team champions, uh, Big Kai in the Sky, Io Sky and Dakota Kai. Both getting singles wins on Raw and making multiple appearances uh, in and thereabouts with the captaincy applied. Like, I'm starting to sound like a broken record here, Ryan, but this season has been full-on damage control, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it's also important to note that the last few weeks they've been on both Raw and SmackDown, but this week they were not on SmackDown. So that's on only one show alone, which is terrifying, actually, but I won't complain at all for me personally. And it might, if I remember looking at the fallen draft, we'll see if the mental keeps going for them. I'm not sure. But as you said, broken record. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at their position in the top 10, Eosky has got a 28-point lead over the next 
person, which is Drew McIntyre on 66 points overall. And the rest of damage control, Bailey and Dakota Kai, both joint first on 98 points. So it's it's always been about them this season. And with the, you know, last time we were on, we discussed the the War Games fantasy booking. You know, if, yeah. they, if this booking continues all the way to Survivor Series, I think it's safe to say these these three women will be top of the table uh, for most of the season. Yeah, I think it's also important to remember they only recently got the tag belts as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of these points were afforded in a championship gold around their belt. Uh, like, for me, personally, you know, Skies scored more than the rest of my team combined, which that's, is nuts. That's a crazy statistic to think of. But then again, yeah. it's not... We've had juggernaut seasons in the past, you know, where Ross has uh, solely won a season with Big E as his team captain as WWE champion. So it's uh, having a juggernaut season is nothing nothing new, but it's certainly a, a very unique way to, to win a season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, let's see how that's affected the overall standings of our performers this season. So unfortunately, back uh, to still remaining on... 10th place is Andy Mitchell, 86 and a half points. Vince McMahon's financial advisor, the only competitor to be under 100 points this season, yet to break that three-digit mark. And he only scored three points this week in total. It's been a been a bad season for Andy. Yeah, uh, back to retirement, I think, for Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he gets demoted to the listeners league at this stage, but either way... You could, um, just, could just do a Hockney. <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> Gary and Team Viscera, 122 points. Again, another low-scoring week for Gary. So, I mean, drafting first, you know, you'd expect him to do well, but it's just, again, just not quite worked out for him. Eighth place, we have Grant with what the Funaki, 149 points. Bit of a jump there. Then we have our Listeners League winner, seventh place, Dan Axel Jameson, 168 points in the Balls of Jericho, who, surprisingly enough, was the highest scorer this week with 27 points. So that's a bit of a leap for him away from Grant, but... And it's also put him in contention with the rest of the, the top half of the table. So sixth place, Scott McLeod, 174 points. Ding dong, cowboy shit. And just one point ahead of him, we have Stephen Wilson, 175 points. The Wilson Wankers. Then we move into the top four. Uh, Ryan Gallagher, 177 points. North men, South men, comrades all. Then we have you, Ryan Dogleish. You are tied second with Ross McLeod, both on 180 points. You with Ryan's Redeemers and Ross with the full-bodied Bordeaux. Uh, but 22 points ahead, it's a, a captaincy win on pay-per-view with a title on the line. That's all that separates it. It's Jack Graham, 202 points, breaking the 200-point barrier with the three-time Kings of Drafting. Uh, and I tell you what, Ryan, we've got, an, we've got a pay-per-view coming up tonight, Extreme Rules. So yeah. everything could change by this point next week. Yeah, um... I'm just sick of Jack being on top all the time, David. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, this is. Yeah, what's your fiance got to say about that? <sighs> she knows we're close. <laughs> fair play, fair play. But fuck him. That's what I say. <laughs> oh, was that was that a good choice of words there? It's up to the viewer to decide. Uh, anyway, moving on back to the draft. But yeah, as we said, extreme rules is tonight and. We're going to spend this half of the episode talking about the impact that this pay-per-view could have on the overall scoring. So there's currently six matches announced on the cards. No pre-show matches as of yet. So we have, we're going to start from the bottom and we'll, we'll work our way up. So the most recent match to be announced is 
the Brawling Brutes, Seamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch, versus Imperium, Gunter, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. So, looking at the teams overall, Brian, can you inform us who do you think is in a position to win here? I mean, Jack's obviously got Gunter as his team captain, so he's in with a a good chance of getting some points there for Imperium. But I don't believe uh, Kaiser no, or Vinci. Drafted, right? Yeah, Kaiser or Vinci haven't been drafted. No, so I think it's, this is all in Jack. Um, I think, honestly, in terms for Jack's team, if something's to start going wrong, it's here. Because mm. they won't make Gunter lose on a singles match, but if there's a potential for a, a six-man tag, they can make him, he can pick up a loss in these kind of matches and get away with it. Mm-hmm. If it involves the PM getting in, pending rather than himself. Uh, so Jack's got to watch it for that. Um, at a yeah. pay-per-view, that's a lot of points you can lose, but again, it's not the worst. Um, so you won't be too worried about that one, I think. Uh-huh. And nobody's drafted Sheamus or the Brutes either. No. So this is all... So basically Jack's relying on an Imperium win to get him up the, the table even further. But I suppose the one saving grace is that it's not a title match for his captain for in comparison to the other performers. Yeah, less, less, less to lose, which is not less as well to lose. Yeah, that's for sure, yeah. Uh, next we have Edge versus Finn Balor in an I Quit match. This is what I think I'm going to be looking forward to the most. But again... It's uh, it's all Jack in this match because Ross has drafted Judgment Day, Balor and Priest, as a tag team. So he'll only get appearance points for them for this match. Whereas Jack could get more points if Edge walks away with a victory here. Yeah, um, I think I'll be eagerly watching this one as well. But again, it shouldn't impact his score too much. Uh, there's not too much on the line here. I'm just double-checking Jack's team before I go any further. Um, Two seconds. Yeah, he loves the edge one, as I said. Um, has everyone got Finn Balor, did you say? Sorry? Uh, no, Ross has drafted Finn Balor and Priest as a tag team. As oh, so he'll just, get, he'll just get appearance points then. Yeah, that's so, right. So, um, if Edge wins, super bonus. Uh, I think go either way, honestly. Probably Edge wins, but mm-hmm. I think it's still there is opportunity for it to go the other way. If it involves Dominic and Ray, maybe. But, mm-hmm. um, again, I don't think Jack will be too worried there. Yeah. Uh, next, we have a battle of first-round picks between Scott and Stephen as Bianca Belair defends the Raw Women's Championship against Bailey in a ladder match. Now, Scott obviously has Bailey as his team captain. She's practically his juggernaut for ding dong cowboy shit. Whereas, I think I've lost track of who Stephen's captain is. Was it Seth Rollins or was it uh, Bianca? Uh, I believe it's Bianca. Right. Oh wait, no, no. I, I think it's Seth because Seth's in fifty points. Hold on, let me just double check. Yeah, check captain versus non-captain there. Because I can't remember if he has changed or not, but it's uh, either way, it's it could be a contest of captains here with a title on the line. But uh, yeah, it's, it's Seth. It's yeah, Seth. Seth, I thought so, yeah. So Scott would be ideally wanting a win here because a captaincy win in a title match on pay-per-view is massive points. And it would easily bump him up the table and probably in contention with, uh, with Jack, actually, because everybody within the top five or six places in the, in the Listeners League, and there's only like a, a handful of points separating them. Yeah, I think, I, honestly, looking at the card, I do think Bailey's got this. I yeah, can't be wrong, but if Bailey does win, it's huge for the draft, and I think it'll swing it to a two-horse race. No, I agree. I think damage control is definitely being booked as the top uh, 
women's stable on Raw. Mm-hmm. And I think Bianca's starting to lose a little bit of steam with her title reign. So maybe just keep things fresh, you know, make make Bianca become the chaser again and, you know, have damage control run roughshod because, yeah. you know, they're dominating the season. They might as well run rampant on Raw the same way the bloodline is. Yeah, I fully agree with that one. So next we have uh, Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in a fight pit match with Daniel Cormier, UFC champion, as the special referee. Now we've seen, mm-hmm. Ryan, we've seen a couple of fight pit matches in NXT before, all of which Matt Riddle has been involved in. He's faced uh, Timothy Thatcher. Oh no, sorry, my mistake. You know, it's Matt Riddle's faced Timothy Thatcher in the first one and then Timothy Thatcher faced Champ in the second one. That's that's my mistake. But obviously Matt Riddle's no no stranger to a fight pit match. Yeah, um, I've actually never first-hand watched either of these matches, but I'm aware how brutal they are. And with Matt Riddle's experience in the match, they might mm-hmm. want to book him over. Yeah, but... it, was, it was introduced during the pandemic era. And the um, after the... After Riddle and Thatcher lost the NXT tag titles. That's how this match came about. The basically the rule is it's a it's a cage it's a cage surrounding the ring with no ropes, and the cage has the ropes, right? Uh, the cage is it's basically a, a steel cage match with no no ring ropes, effectively. But yeah. there's a little sort of standing area at the top where you can do like top rope moves, essentially. The yeah. only way to win is by submission or knockout. Nice. But you see, like Rollins demonstrated his uh, almost like a Koji clutch style submission on Rey Mysterio this past week on Raw. So, yeah, it was beautiful. He's got a submission hold in his arsenal, whereas Riddle's obviously got the bro mission as well. But I'm honestly up in the air with this one. I think this one could go either way. So Scott has Matt Riddle and again, Stephen has Seth Rollins. So it's a couple of battles between Scott and Stephen in this uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, I think... With being Stephen's captain, Seth, Stephen would be very eager with that. Um, I also have a habit of saying that Seth is overdue a victory and then never wins. So I'm just not going to say that anymore. <laughs> um, I do think Riddle has the edge with it being a match he's familiar with. But I don't think booking forward, putting Seth over works. Storyline I mean, went else, but I could, I could be wrong. I mean, Rollins did get the win at Clash at the Castle, but you want to know a mad yeah. statistic. Uh, before his win at Clash at the Castle, apparently Rollins lost about, I think it was either 12 to 13 straight pay-per-view matches. Yeah, I think the last one before that was the Royal Rumble where he won by DQ against Roman. That's that's a mental statistic. Because so he lost all three to Cody. Yeah. And I can't mind who he's feud with since, but I don't think he's went over. No, he's not been over. He's not been over on pay per view since Clash of the Castle. Yeah. Wow. But then again, Riddle does need a win against Rollins, <laughs> I reckon. So I'd be leaning more towards Riddle in this one. But yeah, I mean, Stephen probably needs it more with Rollins as his captain. Yeah, I think it's there's more to lose for Stephen. I mm-hmm. think it's more important, uh, so, especially especially if Scott's going to score points with Bailey potentially. Yeah, and if, if Stephen loses that to Scott, then Stephen's out of the race. Hmm. Uh, next, we have a battle of Andy versus Gary. So it's uh, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Andy's first round pick, Liv Morgan, against Gary's last round pick, Ronda Rousey. 
in an Extreme Rules match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. What do you have to say about this one? Um, I think Liv Morgan's title reign has not been what we wanted it to be. I think it's a bit with her control. The beginning of the reign was a bit poor with how they booked mm. it. And I think she will lose tonight. Um, I think, personally, uh, getting Ro- Rousey, getting Ronda Rousey last round is a great pickup for Gary. Uh, will it impact the table? Not much, considering where he is. But um, I think it's Gary's going to get this, and Ronda Rousey's going to be the new women's champion. I mean, the statistics say otherwise. I mean, Ronda Rousey's actually Gary's second lowest score. Uh, albeit because his third round pick Adam Coles on a big fat zero at this stage but you never know a, a title win could put Rousey back in contention for sure and I'm and I'm with you I think this is leaning more towards Rousey following a, a money in the bank cash in pin and a very screwy finish from SummerSlam yeah I agree uh, it's not been great <laughs> Now let's talk about the match, which I think might be the main event, given how much animosity there is here. It's Drew McIntyre, Ross's captain, going up against Karrion Cross, who I believe is undrafted. Oh no, Karrion Cross is my fourth round. He's on your team, yeah. Yep. Um, honestly, I think this will go in Karrion Cross's favour, and it's a it's a strap but- match as well. Yeah, strap match, yeah. So I'll say this will go in Karrion Cross's favour for one reason and one reason only. Oh, sorry, two reasons. First of all, they want him to be one of the bigger heels in the company. Second of all, I think this will be the, ma- the match where the White Rabbit will be introduced. Yeah, I agree. Whether, whether that being Cross or White or whoever else, could be somebody <laughs> in the women's roster for all we know, right? But I think whoever it is, it will impact the match in Cross's favour. I agree because Cross needs a. He's only had one match, and that was against another, another Drew. In yeah, the, Gulak, right? Like, yes. Uh, this, will his, this will be his first big pay per view match since returning, and it's only his second match since returning. I really, all. I really hope he comes to ring in that really gimpy gladiator costume. Oh, please don't! No, like a Halloween special. Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of was, delete, if he was the White Rabbit, you know it'd be funny if he just came out in a set of bunny ears. Oh, with the straps on, that's getting a bit kinky. Whoa, 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 I got it, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said with a strap on. <laughs> well, okay, started this, is off way, this, is get, this is getting way out of hand here. But, um, you know, White Rabbit actually did used to be Carrying Cross's old theme song. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's been a lot of the speculation is a lot of people think of him. Um, yeah, it's... Maybe... Mm, but all the signs are pointing to Bray Wyatt, actually. I hope so. I mean, because the last QR code that appeared on Triple H's microphone uh, when he delivered the promo, it took it to... It was a clip of Huskins the pig saying repeatedly saying, let me in. I oh. mean, if that's that not a clear indication of uh, Bray Wyatt, then I don't know what is. Yeah, but... It, I- but with knowing Bray Wyatt, it could be like, I'd like, hey, can we deliberately do this to throw people off? Yeah, sure, man, on you go. Because uh, uh, he would, he, I think he would happily do something like that. Triple H is a bit of a, bit of a crafty fucker, isn't he? Yeah. I'm sh- I'm sh- whatever it is, I'm sh- I think, I think we'll be correct in some sense, but maybe not entirely a hundred percent correct. I think yeah. it definitely involves a strap match, but. Oh yeah, for, but yeah. Oh 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 what? right, I've I've got a suggestion, right? Right. Obviously, 
strap match. They're both attached to this leather strap, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lights go out. Lights come back on. Uh-huh. And it's not carrying cross he's attached to anymore. Oh. Oh. Calling it right now. Right, Stephen, if that's right, I want 50 points. The Fiend, the fiend <laughs> replaces Cross with the strap. Yeah. Like, is that like during the match or towards the near, end? Near the end. Near the end of the match. Oh, and <laughs> the Fiend has competed in a strap match against Daniel Bryan before. I think it was the 2020 Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was during Miz's face turn and they were like weirdly working together. That was <laughs> Cody's yeah. weird, man. <laughs> so as it looks like, it looks like it's going to be all Jack, Scott, and Steven with this pay-per-view primarily with a few, uh, you and Ross are facing off each other, Gary and Andy are facing off each other, but just just to summarise, who do you think is in line to score the most points out of Scott. the team rules? Scott? Yeah, I think if, um, if Bailey wins the title, it's a couple of changes to draft. Mm-hmm. If uh, Bailey wins the title, it's a two-horse race. And then uh, myself, Stephen, Ross, Ryan become the mid card of the draft in that sense. Mm-hmm. I think I think I just think Bailey winning the title changes everything. Um, it could go very wrong, and Bianca, Bianca retains to keep it to the current deal. Then maybe mm-hmm. Bailey wins because I think she'll win it eventually. Um, but I think uh, it's a Scots night, and with Jack maybe losing minor points with maybe Finn Balor winning and the uh, Braun Brutes winning. Mm-hmm. Completely changed the game. Fair play. It looks like we'll have a an even tighter race uh, by the end of Extreme Rules. So make sure you're you're watching it tonight. But that's going to do it for us here on Saturday Draft Live. Uh, uh, David, did we forget the Listeners League? <laughs> ah, who cares about them? But you know what? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> you know what? Since you brought it up, Ryan, you might as well do it. <sighs> I shouldn't have brought it up. Uh, right, I'll do this as quickly as possible because I don't want to talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got in fifth place uh, Lachlan the commander at Kiss 169 points two points ahead on 171 fourth place is Mike Nunn the sports entertainers then we've got Sh- Josh Stewart in third place 188 points say pussy with cottondrad.com and then we have the the new Lissers League um, we'll say uh, the, the fans favourite because we don't want to give it to David Johnny Adams last minute picks on 193 points and then unfortunately with 12 points ahead on 205 team go David Campbell okay. anyway that's enough for tonight <laughs> yeah I mean never mind a white rabbit I think it's more of a goat we've got to worry about but anyway back where we left off that's going to do it for us here on Saturday Draft Live I hope you've enjoyed the show make sure you're subscribed to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, all good Android podcasting sites. And once again, be sure to check out our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Suplex Retweet. And be sure to join the community page for all the conversation and comments, uh, you know, on what might happen Extreme Rules. Do you think uh, Ray Wyatt's going to show up tonight and in what capacity? Ryan, thank you once again for joining us and for delivering a stellar job. Banger after banger after banger. Mm-hmm. I've been David Hockney, this has been Saturday Draft Live, and we will see you next time. See you later. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat, East Meets West. 
where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the Eat Seek Two Place Receipt podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now. Mm-hmm.